of my arm Landing on my face to no alarm From a larvae to a growing swarm Through your blackened eyes I see that charm That I try to trust Musician, actor, and radio host Martin R. Howell shoots on Johnny Sizzle. Now what's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. See. co-op this Sunday for our punk rock blitz. The punk band, my number one son, hired for the Christmas party, got my shipping boys a little excited. They destroyed the warehouse, which means fantastic savings on slightly damaged furniture and appliances. It's all got to go. How about a beautiful Kathleen queen size mattress with less than a dozen cigarette burns? $1,200 savings on a William four-piece dinette set with a vomit stain we can't remove, $39. Take, Take home, home a Russell love seat my line, with the Dad. words, cook the pigs, spray painted on it, $89. I'm sorry, all right. We've got flare dishwashers, five of them filled with human excrement, immediate delivery, I told you it instant wasn't credit during Anarchy in the Warehouse, at Cornhole Furniture Co-op, 483 right Main Street. I'll curb stomp a hippie to do business with you. Hey, how's it going? Ronald George Moore here, live, with you, in your ear, in your car, in your uh, Bluetooth environment, uh, with the Manitoba Money Shot podcast. Thank you for listening. Hi, how are you? Great. Um, today we have a, an awesome show, but before we get into it, you know, why not uh, subscribe to the Twitter? It's pretty cool. We've got some excellent stuff on there. Just, uh, I don't know about excellent, but it's all right. I mean, I kind of post here and there, whatnot. If you got any Money Shot uh photos of your own, feel free to uh, drop them down. Do you do that? Do you drop things down, Twitter? Um, We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, uh, we're Stitcher, iTunes, subscribe on SoundCloud, and blah, 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 blah. Um, Today is a very special episode. Martin R. Howell is uh, uh, Johnny Sizzle, who I've always been a fan of uh, since his uh, cable access days, and uh, I don't know, one day on Facebook, I noticed he joined, and he he said he had a new album out, and so I I, I contacted him, I met him on the streets of Winnipeg, gave him 10 bucks, and he gave it to me, and it's called Joker's Delight, and throughout the interview, I drop in... Um, pieces of songs from that uh, release in 2009, 2010-ish. Martin says he only made 20 copies, so it's, uh, you're getting uh, the VIP treatment here at the Manitoba Money Shot podcast uh, with things. So drop him uh, a line on Facebook and saying perhaps he has one or two lying around. If you like what you hear, uh, go go get it. And also, he's on Bandcamp. He has four albums on Bandcamp. Creepy Domain, College Campus, I Took Drugs, which he recorded on Mushrooms, for God's sakes, and Recovery. Uh, go check them out. You can buy all four for $25.60. Each one is 7 bucks each. Uh, also, uh, he's an actor. We didn't even get into uh, the acting that Martin's done. But um, upcoming in 2019, he'll be... Live in a show called The Pillars of Society uh, with the Shoestring Players. That's January 29th to February 6th. He's involved in the production at the Forrest Nicholson Theater. Nickerson Theater. One of those theaters. He's going to be there in that show acting. So please go and check him out. Um, What else can I say? 
I think that's about it. It was a great talk. Uh, I was so thankful that he agreed to come by. And Oh, the one thing I forgot to do was compliment Martin on his singing voice. I think he has an amazing singing voice. Um, he can hit those high notes, and he kind of bleeds words into each other in his songs, and I've always been impressed by that. Um, yeah. Bye! <laughs> We're rolling! Yeah! Yeah! Welcome, man! I am very excited today, very excited that I have a Winnipeg icon sitting in my apartment at Crap Central. Uh, please welcome Johnny Sizzle! Cheers. A.K.A. Cheers. Martin Howell. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. When people come up to you, do, you, do they, are they calling you Johnny? Well, that's, that's kind of an issue. Uh, I kind of find since I've moved back to Winnipeg. Because I, I find, and maybe it is mean of me to say this, but after, what, I guess next year will be 15 years since I've moved back to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. but the people who are most important to me, they call me Martin. Right. Or Mart for short. Mm-hmm. And... I feel odd when people call me Johnny Sizzle. I, I feel very, very really? odd. I okay. feel like that's something, that's something of the created. stage world. That's that's something of the, of the stage world. Uh, but I, I live a life very different now. Um, hmm. I almost never talk of Johnny Sizzle to to what I guess I guess you could say my new best friends. Uh, I never talk about Johnny Sizzle to family. Wow. Um, a disassociation. I have a total disassociation with it. Uh, right. But, yes, yeah, some, sometimes people, they call me Johnny Sizzle, and I, I, uh, there's, there's a little thing in my head that goes off, you don't know me at all. Uh-huh. Sometimes... Okay. Sometimes it's 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 that barrier of, well, if, if you call me Johnny Sizzle, then I know where I know you from. <laughs> well, if you call me Martin, then I, I've 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 uh, I'm I'm more close to you. Okay. I'm closer to you. Well, it's hard not to uh, deny it. The, the CDs, the shows, everything yeah. that you've used under the moniker Johnny Sizzle, right? Yeah. And you're not using it with your radio show, your current radio show on CKUW? Well, something happened to me, what, a year and a half ago at a punk show. Mm-hmm. And I associate the name Johnny Sizzle with the Canadian punk rock scene. Yes, for sure. Uh, and... Uh, Something happened to me where I was bullied, and I've been getting bullied at punk shows pretty much ever since I moved back to Winnipeg in 2005. You're kidding. I'm not People kidding. People bully you. Is it physical or just... Uh... No, it's, 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 it's verbal, but uh, it's, it's, always, it's always picking on me about my appearance or... Uh, Telling me how how crappy my music is, or oh, about my former television show, or wow. even that I read comic books, and then <laughs> some. There has been times where the bullying has become homophobic and man shaming. Wow! And these are people that are right in my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's there's a good number of times where I've never even met the person before in my life mm-hmm. or I've met them but I know very little about them so this has been happening to me since I've moved back to Winnipeg Jesus I'm sorry I mean um, yeah. bull- bullying is such a huge issue and, these uh, days too right you'd think there'd be especially with you being, uh, you know, giving so much to the yeah. Winnipeg community mm-hmm. over the decades, you would think there'd be a little bit more respect. But uh, I'm assuming all these are younger kids who don't know all that. They don't you know? know. You know what I think it is? I think mm. I think it's um, back in the early 90s when I myself personally discovered the, the local punk scene. 
Yeah. People used to uh, joke around with me and make fun of me and uh, and bug me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the night, I never left. I never left for home saying, what a shitty evening I had. Uh, I never felt terrible. I never felt I, I was threatened in any way. Yeah. I've... It 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 felt like no 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 feelings were hurt. Okay, and that's why lately in the last year, I've been going on my radio show and not using the Johnny Sizzle name. Oh, okay. I'd rather use the name my parents gave me. Right. Because after all, the people who are really important to me, the people who really matter to me yeah call me martin not johnny sizzle for sure i hear you so i want um, to be heard there this lady had a drug addiction that was going out of control she wanted a lot of cocaine but you couldn't get any of it at all she met a film director and said i'll give you a bunch of blow for free all you gotta do, yeah, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is be in my adult movie. She's got to do porn. She's got to do porn. She's got to do porn to get her drug money. Martin, uh, we were talking earlier and you said that you were actually born in London. Yes. London, England. Do you have memories of being in London? No, no, not very much. No, no, no. I, I came, I came to Canada when I was two years old. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 My, my, my parents, my parents are both from from Manitoba, the prairies. Oh shit! So really, they graduated from university, and then on their honeymoon, they were over in England, and then while they were on their honeymoon, they got. They got they got job offers in their mm-hmm. chosen field, and they they took it up because hey you gotta get your start somewhere, mm-hmm. and then they realized oh the British economy is falling to shit and oh we're getting paid so less and mm-hmm. they're they're living dirt poor and everything and we're totally living in in this like. Irish Jamaican ghetto. Right. And um, my mother grew up in Transcona and my dad grew up in the North End. Okay, so when they moved back, where whereabouts in the city were you? Oh, we moved to St. Boniface. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right across from uh, Coronation Park. Coronation Park. Yeah. And uh, so you went to school in that area, grew up in St. Boniface? Yeah, I. I, I okay. I I grew up with a learning disability. Oh. And uh, my parents preferred that I go to a private Catholic school where there wasn't as many students Mm -hmm. and teachers had more time with you. Mm -hmm. And teachers kind of feel like uh, the student uh, has to have more time and uh, that... It is it is genuine that they pass the class, right? Okay. Uh, so my parents, yeah, even paying the extra money to go to a Catholic private school, wow. they sent me to Holy Cross School on Dubuque <sighs> Street. Dubuque, okay, that's still St. B. Yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, and you're wearing these light blue. Tops and these dark blue pants. <laughs> there's and, a uniform. Okay. Oh yeah, there's a uniform <laughs> and um, and uh, my my parents were very very saddened when when I I got to I got to grade nine mm-hmm. and I still wanted to go to Catholic private school, but because my parents didn't belong to a Catholic church. My mother's united, and my I guess my dad doesn't think much uh, about religion. Yeah. Uh, and 
there's certain so, uh, stipulations they need from your parents to keep you there. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't have the 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 the, the best grades, just passing grades, but not the best grades. Mm-hmm. So I was refused to go to 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 a to a, like a Catholic private high school. So I had to go to a public school. Yeah. Which turned out not so bad, really, because it was there that I got into acting and I got into radio. Mm-hmm. I got into electronics. What school? Uh, Nelson McIntyre. Nelson Mack, okay. And through there, I decided I'm going to start up my own radio club. And oh, okay, they didn't I, have a radio. They didn't have anything uh, happening already. You no, brought it in. So yeah, so I hooked up speakers in the lunchroom. They had a small little lunchroom. Wow. And uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, something to transmit it uh-huh. and. You know, people bring in your uh, cassette tapes and uh, cool man. There, I don't think CDs were in vogue back then. I don't, right, right. Yeah, so I, I think we did everything by cassette tapes. Cassettes were just as big, like in the eighties, yeah. late eighties. Yeah. This is a mid eighties. This would be yeah. This would be like uh, eighty seven to right nineteen ninety. Yeah. yeah. Okay. By going there. Um, I got into theater and I got into, uh... You, were you doing plays in the school? Well, well, it just seemed like when I was in those Catholic uh, private schools, whenever I would try out for, the, for, like, once a year they'd have a musical. Mm-hmm. Every year I'd get rejected. I'd be told you can't sing or you can't dance or, 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 or whatever. Oh, that I'd seems get, pretty harsh as opposed to just... <laughs> Oh, oh no! The guy that was the the, the guy that was like the 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 the, the director, yeah. and he 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 um like uh, the language arts student uh, teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he was like a harsh guy. Like he really is. Like he he'd walk into a room and start clapping his hands and time is money, time is money. Get your ass moving. Right, right. Yeah, you know, like yeah, oh, no nonsense. Total drill dude. sergeant. Right. Uh, but it, it certainly brought in my horizons to be able to try it out for the first time. And mm-hmm. so when I went to a public school, I I was. Able to be a part of a, you know, a theater cast, and uh, let's see, I won. Let's see, they'd have like best. I I won best drama student two years in a row. Shit, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is it because of the radio show at your school that uh, you got interested in doing the uh, public access show? How did how did you how did that fall into into your world? The uh, being on public access. Did someone offer it to you? Did you just call them up one day? I can't remember how I found out that that uh, anyone could go on public <laughs> cable access television and 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 do a show. Mm-hmm. But I do believe there is there had to be a part of me that. I like I liked growing up I, I I did like the 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 TV talk show hosts. Mm-hmm. So there's a like a Senyo Hall and David Letterman yeah. and Johnny Maybe even Carson. Johnny Carson for sure. Obviously that's where the Johnny Sizzle name comes from. Is oh Johnny shit! I never Carson thought of that. Yeah. And, uh, I I wanted. <laughs> that's awesome. The Sizzle part comes from I I just wanted to have some kind of Hollywood kind of sounding name. Yeah. But yeah. Since I was, since I was into uh, underground rock music, by the time I started using the Johnny Sizzle name, I also kind of wanted to have have it have a degradation kind of sound to mm-hmm. it right. as well. So that's where the that's where the stage name came from. Yeah, uh, but you know, also a little bit of it was was kind of fantasy play of you know. I want my own TV talk show, you yeah. know? Why not? You know, why not do right. it? You got to go there in person and agree to show up <laughs> when when they when the, when you've been given the time to show up. Because it's you, it's a guy behind the boards and yeah. maybe a camera operator. And it's very bare bones. Yeah, yeah, and 
you know, today, if you want to do public access, you got to write out this whole thing of, oh, how it's going to benefit the community yeah. and do this huge write-up about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know everything else that's about doing cable access now today, but it's, it's, it's not like it used to be. It's, when you had your show, would people recognize you? Okay. There was a point I would say the high time would be 1992, 1993. I was having alternative rock, punk rock bands, indie rock bands on the the show regularly. Mm -hmm. And the alternative boom has just happened. Yeah. Everyone's listening to the Seattle sound. Everyone's going... Who's the next new big band that comes out of nowhere? Yeah. And I got access to a to a video camera myself. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would show up Wednesday nights at the West End Cultural Center or let's see, did I or Wednesday nights at the Royal Albert. Uh, whatever they had going on there on like kind of off nights. Yeah. I would show up there and I would I would film the bands there and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah, it would. After a while, um, one day I was at a Winnipeg Jets game. Jets are playing the Kings in the arena. Yes, in the arena. And I feel like getting up in the second intermission to I can't remember do what, but something at the concession stand. And then all of a sudden, there's. There's all these 12-year-old boys surrounding me. (laughs) They're surrounding me, and they're not letting me pass. Mm -hmm. They want my autograph. Right on. They are earnest in in that they want my autograph. Right. And it was was kind of like at that point that I was kind of going, okay, what I'm doing at that that TV studio is it it's reaching out around the city yeah, it's it's special it's it's not just you know s- some someone at, at the bar saying hey i saw those bands you had on the tv show and yeah. you interviewing them it, it, you know it's it's just like oh okay so there's 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 kids that aren't even like teenagers yet they're home mm-hmm. on a friday night yeah. it, and and they're seeing my show and they're 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 figuring out for themselves. Oh, this is where you go and get the alternative rock or the punk rock in in town. And yeah, because there has been a number of people that have come up to me and said said to me, if it wasn't for your TV show, I wouldn't have known where to go. And then, uh, how long did it run? How many years? I think I did. I did almost five years. Do you remember having like a final show, or just like how did it end? Actually, I'm a little embarrassed about the last show. The last show I did was, I believe, it was the last game of the year that the Winnipeg Gold Eyes were playing. <laughs> okay, and I just. I just walked around that stadium acting like a total dork and jerk. There was like a barber chair where if you paid five bucks to, to get a haircut, it went, it went to charity. And I just said, shave it all off. <laughs> Go ahead. Shave my head on TV. Right, right. At that, at that point, I, I moved I moved out of my parents' place. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't move out on my own very gracefully. Oh, so you're like crashing with friends or No, no, I have my own apartment, but I uh I got really into drugs and I I, I um got in into lots of trouble and stuff right? like that with and the it, law. Um no, no law walk was involved or anything like that. Yeah, just do just uh, but, bad behavior type stuff. But yeah, and you know, it 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 ultimately led to me like going, well, fuck Winnipeg. This this place is shit. Mm-hmm. I pretty much went out on the onto the Trans Canada Highway and flipped the coin. 
you know, tails west, heads goes east, and it wound up heads, and I started hitchhiking uh, uh, towards Toronto, and I ended up in Montreal first, and wow. spent about, ooh, I don't know, a little less than two years there, mm-hmm. and then... Um, I met I met a, a woman named Sophie uh, and had a relationship with her and that led me and she's from Toronto and that led me to living in Toronto. Living in Toronto, what part of Toronto were you in? Like right Young Street or Queen? It, it changed a lot, but uh, no, too many places to mention. Really, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's. Um, so east side, west side, it, uh, it, uh, all places in between. Flick the switch on the tungsten lamp, resting on my bedside table. Bounces light on my angel paper, color spectrum. Arcs the sky, arcs the sky. Seeing our gods and later the night outside my window. And you're 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 busking to uh, to make money, right? Well. There was a point where I was homeless in Montreal, and I was busking in in Montreal in the subway system, mm-hmm. and and where I could. Uh, just Would they allow that sort of behavior? Like uh, oh, yeah. to be, they wouldn't kick you out? Like get out of here! You know? In the subway system, definitely in Montreal. Cool. Uh, actually, actually, they have even spots designated open. Uh, here's the place to do it. Cool. I spent. Quite a number of months uh, homeless in, in Montreal. Some of it winter months, and then I got a modeling job, and then the modeling job paid well enough for me. <laughs> Hollywood jeans. Hollywood jeans. Yes. How did that come about? It was a. Uh, they were just looking for a certain type. I can't remember what how I knew about about the audition. I think I just. Saw it in the newspaper. Okay. Yeah, I think so you I just, read, yeah, saw an audition, went down. I remember I was speaking with this punk rocker friend of mine who was like all like, uh, you can't trust anything in the papers these days. And I, <laughs> I felt like, what a shitty attitude. I'll show you. Yeah. I'm going to go to this audition. So uh, I went there and I... Got, had my photo taken, mm-hmm. and I left them a phone number to this homeless shelter I was staying at. Wow. And the, the people that are running it, they, they were like like church people. Mm-hmm. They were like, you'll never guess what <laughs> phone call we got today. Oh, tabernak. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then before you know it, like... Yeah, it was on my birthday. I did the modeling and and wow. I got paid for it. And uh, and how old were you? I've early lost 20s. track. Early twenties. I must be early twenties. Twenty one. Mm-hmm. Twenty one at this point. And you know, I I I um I went and did the modeling. I enjoyed doing modeling, and uh, yeah, and. I got out of homelessness that way and got myself like a cheap apartment and uh, as far as playing music is concerned, there's the busking Uh and I mostly just traveled outside Montreal and and played gigs in Massachusetts and New York and Yeah, you went over the border and played in... uh, You were living in New York for a while too, right? You were homeless in New York for a bit? I wasn't homeless in New York. I, I call it couch surfing or just okay. staying with friends. Sure. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, there no was, fixed address. No fixed address, and uh, yeah, it, um, I was. I lived a very freaky lifestyle yeah. there. Like, not only did I play guitar in the subway system there to make meager living, but I worked as a bodyguard for a drag queen, and. Hmm. 
Yes, her name, or at least that's what I was told her name was, her name was Krylon Superstar. Right. And, okay, she would stick stuff up her ass. (laughs) It's not your typical drag show. So, and she had a wide ass. Okay. Okay. She could stick a lot up there. Right. So it's just not ping pong balls and hard boiled eggs. She could put up a a, a little statue of, <laughs> of Liberty, of Statue of Liberty, and she'd pull it like she'd be singing "America the Beautiful," and then like she'd pull it out of her ass. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like and for 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 what I was really into wearing wrestling masks at the time. Okay. Yeah. So she, I think she really liked that I was a mystery, a mystery man because I I refused to take it off whenever <laughs> whenever whenever we went to the nightclubs that she performed in. Yeah, I refused to take off the mask and I always uh, acted domineering to and and around her all the time. And the mask is good cuz it it gives you kind of like this whole new identity especially mm-hmm. if you're being security to really put on a tough man. That that didn't last too long, but uh it was certainly interesting for sure. And then I uh I realized I realized I had to go back to I had to go back to Canada at some point. Yeah. So I'm in New York doing Living this strange lifestyle. Yeah. And then I moved to Sudbury, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that would be your next stop. Yeah, Sudbury, Ontario. <laughs> but the people liked me at this one place called the Townhouse Tavern. Michael Jackson. Sweet Michael Jackson. You may be a pervert, but you've always been good to me. So I would have these like regular Wednesday night shows, and then uh, because I was playing so often, like they demanded that I play like a two-hour show every time. Wow! But, so since I was playing so often. I I really started getting very good and and I did show up on uh, much music. What there was four times I was uh, I was I was on much music. Like on as a as a, to be interviewed or did you have a video playing? I never made a video on the never. wedge or whatever. No no. Uh, one once was just talk mm-hmm. talk with like one of the the the. The TV hosts. Another time, uh, I was playing music in the streets. They uh, they filmed me, and that actually made uh, their like their top ten happening things of <laughs> year two thousand. Nice. And and then uh, the other two times I was living in Vancouver. Now let's get on with Vancouver. All right. Okay. I know there's that. Bar that doesn't exist anymore that you're fond of there. The, the co- oh, the Cobalt. The Cobalt. Which was balls out crazy. Yeah. Just really crazy. I did get to experience that place in the last year it was opened, and it was pretty crazy. The karaoke, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Paul but, had a show there. Paul Anthony had a but show. But I'm serious. If, 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 if people here in Manitoba, if you think the Royal Albert is... Is is nuts or any other mm-hmm. like local punk bar is is quote unquote crazy. Yeah, like the the cobalt would exceed that. I'm working there, and I'm very glad I worked there because I want to say something, and it may come across as possibly spiritual. Okay. Here I am, interested in punk. I'm putting out music, I'm playing all these shows, mm-hmm. but I'm really, I'm really not making a connection. I'm going, is this all punk is, is getting yourself over, playing, playing music? This is all it is. You know, it, it, it didn't feel like it was much to me. Okay. I, I felt like I should get to know the people better. 
uh, in a way it's happy, in a way it's sad to what has happened since I've moved back to to, to Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. I, I, I moved there and thinking this is going to be a new brand new life for me and it's a fresh start. A fresh start and a brand new start. I'm wearing suits and ties. I'm really? I'm looking for like business type jobs and everything. You've dropped the playing guitar? You've everything. Tra- wow. Everything. Everything. Okay. I'm wearing suits and ties and I'm looking for I'm looking for 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 business type work. Yeah. And when I would be done, you know, handing out handing out resumes and everything, I'd go back to the Cobalt to, you know, have a few drinks mm-hmm. and, and and make friends because I had played music at the place. I already made friends with these people and they were kind of like the only people I knew. Right. And then one day, uh, Jason LeBlanc, he was kind of like half the manager of the place, <clears throat> He comes up to me and he says, would you like to work here? We need someone to be an eagle eye. Do you know what an eagle eye is? I would guess it's someone just to keep a watch on the place, look for anything that uh, might cause trouble. That's right. folks. So not only am I, I doing a little bit of waitering and a little bit of busing, but I'm mostly standing at the back of the bar and they allow Which me to is, dress up. Okay. I dress up, and I dress up in lots of different ways. Um, dress up like an animal. Dress up like in drag. Dress up in, in many different ways. So um, what happened is that I would I would watch to see if fights start or there's harassment. Yeah. And since the bar was on Frank Bibbles territory. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I okay. had to make sure there's no drugs being sold. Ah. And if there is someone coming in to sell drugs, thinking they can, they must be, be told. <laughs> well, they should be rudely excused from the premises mm-hmm. yes if right you could say that right. uh, and made as an example of and uh wow so i did that for what over four years right but but they really had this rule there at the cobalt of you know anything goes except 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 fighting and harassment okay but pretty much anything goes. You want to strip down? Fine. You know you 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 um you want to party <laughs> your brains out? Yeah. You want to spill you, your beer all over yourself? You want to stick the Statue of Liberty up your ass? By all means. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I I felt like. I was I was perfectly suited for this job because yeah. nothing was really too freaky for me. Right, <laughs> you kind of seen it all, and yeah, a, a lot went over my head anyhow. So, uh, but that that was my Vancouver years. But what I have to say that is kind of very painful since I moved back to Winnipeg mm-hmm. is that here I am in Vancouver. I'm taking in about, I would say, five... It's five nights a week of punk shows. I'm seeing a good three to four new band, bands a, a night. Yeah. And Canadian punk scene begin, begins to become like a family to me. Okay. And I'll say that again so I'm clearly heard. Canadian punk scene becomes a family to me only to move back to Winnipeg and I'm pestered at shows when I'm being calm I mean quiet yeah I'm a different guy than I used to be because now I've gotten used to being in the shadows right but that wasn't when you got here that's since you've been here, you've moved into the shadows. 
Yes. It's it's terrible. It's a shame. I don't I don't hate the Winnipeg punk scene, but I would say I don't trust them and I uh, where there once was a hug, now I hold at arm's length. That's really that's a terrible thing, man. Yeah, so uh, I'm not really uh, familiar with the punk scene here. I haven't been to. I'm the Bulldog. I know is a huge punk venue. Not all of them are bad. Like there, there's one band called Perception Check that that, that I had good experiences uh, mm-hmm. uh, playing shows with, and I think I may play a show with a band called Mung. Mung, yeah, in the future. Name, right? I've always gotten along with Scott Shillamore, so. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you, do you like uh, any genres of music uh, that's currently happening now in the city? Or any, any um, anybody that stands out to you? I know you collaborated with uh, Pip Skid, wasn't it, uh, a few years back? Oh, that is great. Uh, that is right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That, oh, but that is a long time ago. That's almost 10 years ago. Is it really? Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember hearing it on the radio. I'm like, wow, this is really good shit. Yeah, yeah. He, he took one of my very nonsensical songs uh, that actually, it was, the song is called uh, Motley Crue Love Child. Yeah. And <laughs> it actually it actually uh, was based off this very bizarre dream I had where my mother fell in love with the members of Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> one would be enough, but all four. Well, she had to pick. She she could only pick one, <laughs> okay. and 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 that's what the song is based on. Which one will she pick? Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like uh, you, you pumped out so much awesome material and, and songs. We're going to talk about the the craft of songwriting. Um, I love your lyrics. I I love uh, your guitar. I just I love the fact it's just you and your guitar too. For the most yeah. part, you know, like it, it's it's a great it's it's its own style to me. I'm with my board in my jacuzzi, blowing it off like it's a doozy. Rubbing myself with my skate, showing mucho love and zero hate. I get a phone call from a stupid girl. She really thinks she means the world. She's all fooled on her ideals. She's a hot chick, but she ain't got will. So fuck up, bitch, because I'm with my skateboard. Cause I'm with my skateboard. So fuck up. To me, my my beginnings of, of songwriting uh, were rather rather humble, and it's okay. I'd go down to what was the original Blue Note Cafe mm-hmm. on Maine. Yeah. Wednesday nights was their open open mic night, mm-hmm. and I really just tried it out, and I hardly knew how to play any chords at all, and. There was this, you know, hippie folk singer who's still around today named Bobby Starr. Mm-hmm. And he kind of lit a fire underneath me. Really? And okay. he challenged me. He says, I want you to come back every single Wednesday and have a new song. Nice. For half a year, it was like that where I, I kept up with this, this you know, one new song a week mm-hmm. and you know there's there's some people that come up to me even today and even ask me about this song or that song from that period of time right and i'm like i don't remember it you wouldn't uh, remember how to play it i wouldn't know anything about it yeah if i even heard it i i, I wouldn't even be aware that that was me you know <laughs> uh so <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of it started from there, and within a year's time, I I was I was opening for bands at the West End Cultural Center and and the Royal Albert and mm-hmm. uh, some other venues in the city, and then and then uh, the hitchhiking happened. And then the hitchhiking, and <laughs> you took the show on the road. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the, the thing that kind of blows me away is that you, you you say that I have my own style. 
I really feel like I, I'm, I'm putting power chords together and them, and really grinding them in in with the acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's it's like I'm not even caring that it's acoustic guitar. I'm not <laughs> letting that affect me. Right. That people think acoustic guitar and folk music. Right. I'm thinking of it in the perspective of it's punk music. Yeah. Uh, it's it's rather frustrating that it's almost 30 years later and I'm still coming across people that it even people who claim that they're 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 very open-minded and and uh, that they don't give a fuck mm-hmm. and everything that they're so hardcore and that they can't even get that that's what I'm doing. Like, do I have to show them a power chord right in their face? Yeah. And go, well, well, this is what I'm doing. This is called a power chord. Uh, as condescending as I have to show and talk to you, this is a power chord. You hear them a lot in metal and punk music. Yeah. All I have here is an acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's no... not that big of a deal. <laughs> right, <laughs> so. right, man. And it's almost like it's almost like a a, a personal's preference is going to be take it or leave it, you know? Because yeah. I I've read reviews of your recordings where it's just the the reviewer is blown away, just saying that it's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. No, okay. uh, but then uh, I'll read another one where it's like, well, you're not going to hear this on the radio. But you know, so even even when I've, 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 uh, I've, I've, you know, tried to be mainstream. I've completely failed at it. So, <laughs> so there, there's, there's no point anymore. That now, now that I'm almost 50 years old, there, there's, there's, there's no point anymore to, uh, you know, you know, try to make my name or something like that right. or, uh, get that hit song. <laughs> Where's yeah. the point? In age, your priorities change and, yeah. and whatnot. I think I think a lot of a lot of friends I made in the past uh, in in the local punk scene was pretty much based off uh, alcohol drinking and uh, and and and, uh, and doing drugs. Yeah, and uh, I have I have a medical condition where I take I take. I take medicine where I can't, I can't mix alcohol with it. Right, right, right. So I've had to. Is that say, something you've been doing for years? And no, since two thousand nine. Okay, I don't know if I even mentioned so far that you do host the weekly show. A it's weekly called radio uh, show. Sorry, radio show. It's on. Uh, it's on Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays, three o'clock to five o'clock. CKW ninety five point nine FM. And before that, it was uh, on Sundays for it was a six-hour show. Now it's a two-hour show. Did, yeah. Do you like it that it's two hours, or do you miss the six-hour format? I miss the six hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, I miss the six hours because there's more freedom. Uh, uh, for for those who've never looked into the, the broadcasting rules that they have. Mm-hmm. I, I have to self censor myself more with, oh, yeah. with 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 a daytime show. Plus, I got to keep track of which artists are Canadian, which is a brand new release, mm-hmm. and they have these percentages where you got to play, you know, thirty five percent Canadian and twenty percent new release. Right. So you really got to keep up on the music. Yeah, yeah. You 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 just can't go and do a show and. You know, play nothing but Judas Priest. Like you know, it's like no, you're (laughs) you're gonna have to play the Killer Dwarves as well. Uh, You're you're gonna have to play uh, something from a brand new band, brand young new band that just came out. Why the switch? Why did you move to uh, the afternoon as opposed Uh, to the all nighter? Okay, like even even though I I would do the show Sunday night. My Monday would be kind of lost. Right, right, right. You know, it 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 it'd be kind of like I'd uh, when I would uh, f- when I'd get home, I'd still be really energized, even though I've been <laughs> I've been up for the last you know six seven hours broadcasting. Yeah, I'd come home and I would I'd still I'd still be very very energized. Finally, I get to sleep. And then I wake up and it's like four in the afternoon. For sure, yeah. Four or five, four or five, and then 
it was like I would force myself to sleep, uh, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, late Monday night. One element that you continue that you brought over is your comic book uh, stage. Per- it's called Comic Book Radio Theater. Comic Book Radio Theater. It is great. I love it. And okay, the, thank you. And you you do I'm, the voices. I'm, I do the voices. The narration. And, and I, that you I have, have the music? keyboard in, yeah. in the background. And that's live? Yeah, you do I'm that doing that live. live. Playing uh, the music in the background? It is yeah. choice. I love yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, I write out all the music for it mm-hmm. and the sound effects. And, uh, you know, I, I give it a, a good one or two time practice at home. And mm-hmm. then I do it live in front of the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. And uh, It's definitely a highlight. You know what? A lot of it, I think a lot of it is influenced from when I was when I was a kid, twelve years old. Mm-hmm. A cherished memory of mine was come the weekend. I liked going down to Portage Avenue and visiting the record shops and the comic book stores. Comic World. There was Book Comic Fair? World. We generally just stuck to to Portage Avenue, but unlike these friends of mine, I was really into music, and I wanted. I was interested in in the records at the back of the shop instead of at the front of the shop. Mm. The back of the shop had these records that had abstract art uh, on the covers and 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 uh, they went by musics like punk and alternative and so yeah. on. So sure I've heard some punk before I bought ever bought bought an album, but you know, it would be through like listening to a show like Doctor Demento. Yeah. But yeah. you you can you you can only listen to Bitching Camaro by the Dead Milkman only so many times. <laughs> you, you have to branch out, right? Right, yeah. So, um, and that was kind of the start of it for me. So, the, with the, the comic book radio theater, it's like I read the comic book, I play the music behind mm-hmm. it, and then after the comic book's done, I, I tell the listener... When the comic book was printed, yeah, what yeah. year, and here were the new new releases. Here was like the new music that was out there at the time, just to give That's people right, yeah. a frame of mind, I, I guess, of the times and stuff like For that. Shot. The Mental Money Shot, of course, is uh, 100 questions in five minutes. Uh, we're going to see how well, if you can get through 100 questions in five mm-hmm. minutes. So I was explaining to you before, it's, it's going to be tough because it has to be rapid fire. They're easy questions. Um, if I ask you one or the other, uh, you have to choose one. Um, it's you know can you do this blah 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 it's it's easy but I, we'll see if we can I, do it I expect to fail because I <laughs> I, I I am I, I will self admit it and tonight's money shot is ten dollars four digits baby hail Satan name a dessert Sunday a toy you've wanted but never got. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, Evil Knievel, uh, Ram up toy. Nice. Toy. Name a celebrity with a single letter as a middle name. Uh, Michael J. Fox. Nice. Name an actor who played uh, against Rocky Balboa. Um, Mr. T. Can you break that? Real name. Yes, I can. Favorite place in New York City. My favorite place in New York City is. Oh, try not to repeat it. Keep going. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, we'll pass. Favorite place in Winnipeg? Favorite place in Winnipeg? Nowhere. Favorite place in Toronto? Favorite place in Toronto? Uh, 
Uh, nowhere. <laughs> oh, favorite place in Vancouver. Favorite place in Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> it's gone counts? now, so it doesn't exist. Oh, how much is adult fare for Winnipeg Transit? Two ninety-five. Real Christmas tree or fake tree? Fake tree. Name a four-panel comic strip. Four-panel comic strip. <laughs> Mary Worth. First comic book purchased. Uh, Action Comics 541. Wow. Say a Saturday Night Live catchphrase. Dynamite. (laughs) Name name a movie with Molly Ringwald. 16 Candles. Easy. Have you scuba dived? No, I never. Uh, Have you skydived? No, I I will not. Uh, Make uh, make up a name for a shot of booze. Uh, Dog. That works for me. That works for me. Uh, do you wear the a ring? Piranha. Piranha. Very nice. Do you wear a ring? Never. Best concert attended. Best concert attended. Uh, Rod Stewart, nineteen ninety one. Really? Wow. Adidas or Nike? Uh, Nike. Least favorite wrestling tag team. Ooh, nasty boys. Is Ron Jeremy funny? No. Uh, favorite Ramon. DD. Name a Beastie Boy. Uh, the one with the ball cap. <laughs> have, you, have you eaten McDonald's in the past year? No, I, no, yes, I have. Name a Mother Goose tale. Uh, a Mother Goose tale. Uh, there, there was a goose and it uh, laid uh, golden <laughs> eggs and uh, it made it very rich. That's Jeez. a long title. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure, POV porn. <laughs> who wrote On the Road? Who wrote what on the road? Uh, no, who wrote the book On the Road? On the Road? Um, <laughs> you want to pass? Richard Schilling. Richard Schilling is wrong. <laughs> Favorite state of the United Americans? Uh, New Mexico. Name an SCTV character. Uh, oh, Guy Cabulero. Nice. Name an artist band who played Live Aid. Uh, you too. Name a celebrity you'd like to get an autograph from. Uh, nobody. <laughs> okay. Ever fuck a guitar? <laughs> That's like a joke. Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. Can you do a Christopher Walken impression? I don't want to. <laughs> How many songs on Michael Jackson's Thriller album? Nine. Do you get road rage? I've never driven. Did Burt Reynolds expose his penis in Playgirl magazine? Sure, why not? Uh, what's your go-to snack? Uh, uh, banana. Do you like anchovies? Well, I'd give it a chance. Have you visited the top of the CN Tower? Yes, I have. Favorite color? My favorite color is purple. Least favorite color? Uh, all colors are beautiful. Besides <laughs> Luke, name a character from The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Oh, Finn. Finn, very good. Have you seen Game of Thrones? I've never watched it. One time I had a girlfriend who watched it with me, (laughs) and I couldn't understand it. Uh, uh, 45 seconds. Uh, Name a much music VJ. Uh, Emma M or whatever her name is. Uh, uh, Do you ice skate? Uh, I can do it. Have you watched a Harry Potter movie? I never have. Have you read a Harry Potter book? I never have. Can you play a brass instrument? I will not. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? 15 seconds. I I play with my penis. (laughs) First cassette purchased. (laughs) First cassette purchased. Five seconds. I I don't remember. I think it's Circle Jerks, The Wild in the Streets. That's it. We're done. Okay. That, that was five minutes. Okay. Um, and I failed. I know it was, I did. It was, oh, it was, uh, it was rough. It was a rough go. I yeah. think the trick is not to repeat the question that I asked. Yeah. Because that just adds on. Yeah. But, uh, but that was a good try and some really good answers. Dynamite. <laughs> Which is wrong. That, that, that's from a TV show called Good Times. Good Times. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> You can tell those punks to fuck off, whoever giving you bullshit at yeah. these shows, you know? 
you should be not only at these shows, you should be on the stage at these shows. Yeah, yeah. Tell these youngins what's what. Is there a final line we could say to end the show on? Oh, oh, let me say this. Okay. Let me say this. Like I used to say on my old TV show. Ah, Ah, yes. Take care of yourself and be good to your mother. mother.